0: they can't handle the truth. War Room
1: Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
0: Okay, Thursday 9, November, Year of Alert, Lord, 2023. We've got a lot to get to today. Additional on some economics and capital markets. I've got to start with, because it, it, this is signal, not noise, on something that's going on that I don't think is getting enough coverage outside of the specific business press and some of the automotive. Brother Dave Walsh help me out here um am i incorrect when i notice that all the major car manufacturers uh are looking at right now and 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 basically deciding that um this electric vehicle uh fiasco may not actually ever come to fruition
1: absolutely we got a plethora of announcements in the last 10 days From uh, Ford pausing, they kicked off pausing a $3.5 billion investment in Marshall, Michigan in an EV manufacturing plant. GM and Honda canceled plans for a 30 grand target uh, co developed EV. Ford also is uh, uh, postponing a $12 billion investment program overall in EVs, again, citing market conditions. Reduced demand for these, significantly reduced demand. Uh, everybody's looking at the fact that the cost profile for the average consumer would be 11 to 20 percent more than a gas-powered vehicle and the, the and the lack, the paucity of charging stations. Way not enough infrastructure in terms of charging stations to make these anything but extremely inconvenient. And now, uh, just today, the uh, chairman of Toyota announced, consistent with their thinking about this for a long time, Toyota has not been into this. You know, their, their technology has been about um, – um, their hybrid class of vehicles that they're now expanding up into their light trucks and EVs, uh, SUVs. Um, he's saying there are many ways to climb the mountain that is achieving carbon neutrality, um, but they're looking hard now at uh, mainly, really pushing hard now on uh, hybrid technology that they're already announced moving into light trucks and SUVs next year as the way forward. In the past, they've b- before thinking about this EV thing, They've looked more at hydrogen and, more importantly, natural gas as other alternatives to burn in cars way before they've considered this. And I'm a, just a final point on them. You know, I built gas turbines for Mitsubishi Heavy. Basically, they're looking at making product is very similar to Toyota. They will not focus on a supply chain that they don't control. The trouble with these vehicles from a manufacturing perspective, the way the Japanese look at them, any device with a 35 to 40% component coming from China that they don't control, a.k.a. the lithium battery, they're not interested in because they can't control quality. They can't control the the lead times and cost. Mitsubishi Heavy was the same with respect to gas turbines. They internally produced 70% of them internally. GE got into the McKinsey phase of sourcing up to 70% of components. Mitsubishi wouldn't do that. Toyota is identical. Mitsubishi Heavy followed the Toyota principles in manufacturing, and those are all about controlling your supply chain. They're not interested in a Chinese-supplied lithium-ion battery being 40% of the content. Exactly. Of where, they'll, where they'll the, where
0: the, China, the Chinese are going the, the to have a chokehold on, on a multibillion-dollar investment, actually a shift in the, country, the company. I, I want to go back to something, though, because this is – and I want to tie it back to the massive crisis and fiasco we have with federal spending, these massive deficits and debt. Isn't it central, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're the energy guy. That's why we have you on here all the time if people love you. Isn't it central to the Biden and other uniparty apparatus for the, sustain, the sustainable uh, economy and the sustainable Green New Deal and everything is everything, sustainability or green? One of the central elements of that, that must work if you look at the plan and try to make sense of it and work is the electric vehicle and so this rejection and i would submit to you this is not a rejection of the american consumer just for the initial out of pocket and monthly but the the understanding now that if you're a normal person you just can't drive there's just not enough charging stations just it's not you can't buy a vehicle you can't use. And this thing is so hit or miss. And people, the one thing you get with a car, you got to be able to use it. And when you turn it on, it's got to work. And when you drive, you got to find a place that you can get gas or get it refueled. That people understand that this thing is kind of a, a Rube Goldberg fantasy situation that works with all the happy talk you have in Silicon Valley conferences with Elon Musk. But in the real practical world of working class people in the middle class that are on time schedules and got to get places it's just going to make your life a nightmare so they're just going to say hey i'm not going to do it i'm not interested is that is that the central pushback here from the people and does can you have a sustainable this all the sustainable economy stuff doesn't it all fall if the electric vehicles are rejected and and people just say we're not going to do that well exactly and the true
1: definition of the word sustainable gets at cost cost, accessibility, and quality, and, and ease of use. The, the dominant complaints about them, about equivalent with the price point being unaffordable, are B, about the same uh, uh, weighting of uh, public opinion, the inability to charge these easily. Um, and, and that's going to grow, by the way. The infrastructure is way not there in charging stations. If you really develop these fully uh, in, in millions and millions of them, the shortage of electrification that we have already growing because of the use of solar and wind, being part-time, not enough kilowatts in the system, are gonna mean places like California already talking about, oh, we're gonna have you charge these uh, only in the midday, maybe between 10 and two when the sun's shining, therefore you can use solar power to charge them. So we're gonna be looking at even more restrictions on the time of day because the electricity system across the country is 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 too short in supply because of all this solar and wind to actually allow people to charge these whenever they want to. That's the next shoe to drop. We're not even there yet. I mean, right now it's the absolute lack of the number of charging stations out there to support any sizable fleet of these, but of course, plus the cost of them and and the liability. People understand the liability. You buy one of these after 125, 150,000 miles, you are looking at the liability for a 25 to 32 grand new battery to replace the battery. So you've got that liability. People are knowledgeable about that, too. All these things driving down demand for these on a, on a pretty predictable basis. So, no, th- Look, this is – the it, consumer it, it, is king on making these Elon
0: Musk, yeah. But e- Elon Musk used to come into the White House all the time and try to pitch me on another harebrained idea. And you gotta, He's just a harebrained. He's maybe a great engineer, probably a great engineer. But in anything actually de- dealing with the real world, world, he's kind of a screwball. And he would talk this Tesla thing and he'd need this massive underwriting for the batteries. But then I talked to him, I say, look, it's correct me if I'm wrong, is it half a billion uh, half a trillion dollars or a trillion dollars? The infrastructure you have to build in this country at on the taxpayers back is massive. And I said, Why would we do that and put that burden on working class people and average people pay the taxes? They don't get in the upside of owning your stock. They don't have a warrant package or an options package. I said, you guys, you want to shift the burden over to the American people. So if we were to build out all the infrastructure that needed to happen to make sure you wouldn't have to just get charged from 10 to 2 in the afternoon on a sunny day, but to really have it as robust as the current uh, system we have for gasoline power cars, which, by the way, was not built with taxpayers, but private industry put that out. What's your estimate of what that would cost and when, what would be the timing of when that would even be built?
1: Well, the additional power generation alone, if we went to this, uh, let's say 50% EV adoption across the country in 10 or 15 years, would be probably 60 to 70% more electrification just for that, which would be – and now, the way these guys want to do it with wind and solar and battery storage, that would be probably a trillion and a half dollars. To $2 trillion just for that. Um, in a conventional way with gas turbine fired, fired power that they don't want to do would be probably $900 billion. The charging stations, probably another um, across the country, $250 billion to really make sense of having enough to support, let's say, half the U.S. fleet were EVs. So we're talking huge, huge amounts of money. That w- would largely it, also it. Whoa, be whoa,
0: whoa, 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 But the low case, hold it. I'm, I'm going to say the, not the way they want to do it, but doing it by gas turbine and in the minimum charging station. I'm I'm at 1.1 trillion. That's the bottom. And to do it the way you think has to happen is 2.3 trillion well, on a country that, that has 34 trillion 34 trillion dollars. If you had both, it's 34 trillion dollars in debt and going up in two trillion dollar deficits. It's not feasible. It's not sustainable. It's ridiculous. This is a first-year business school plan that the guy presents. The professor says, hey, how about this? How about an F? This is what I try to tell Elon Musk. You're you're, You're a nutcase. There's no logic. It's total chaos of what you're talking about. It'll never happen because it's too impractical. It's too expensive. And not just that. You want the average Joe Schmo to pay for it. Why you guys are going to get all the upside when you you jack these stock prices out and then blow out of it and leave the – got to tell you, I'm not here and I never give stock advice. But I have said before that, particularly in the pandemic, there's some things that you should look at. I think this would call, cause for a uh, a real review if you were a Tesla shareholder to take a hard look at this. Oh. Would, you not, would you agree with me there, Dave Walsh? Oh. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, and and primarily because in in the world, and this is the Chinese long-term game on this, their long-term game isn't just to export batteries over here to Tesla. They're already the producer of 70% of the EVs in the world, already. China produces lock, stock, and barrel end-to-end the car with the battery. Their goal and objective in the intermediate term, not just the long run, is to dominate the world supply of EVs themselves they're already two and a half times larger than Tesla's entire enterprise in terms of making cars. So their goal in the, in the intermediate term is to begin exporting those heavily to Western Europe and here and, and put them out of business. Right now, he's, he's a battery channel for them. But, but soon enough, they're going to want to displace him as the car supplier and get more control of the entire retail end market that they're, they're pursuing for selling cars. But already, he's only some 30% of the global uh, market China is about 70 already on cars. That That's their goal and objective. So, no, I agree. In the longer run, uh, because they don't control that supply chain of batteries, they have no control over that. It's all from their competitor in, in the vehicles. This, this business model is not going to work out well, in my opinion, Tesla's business model.
0: Uh, when are you, you going to see actually – and by the way, talking about the Chinese, we're going to have a story here later with a crack investigator report. Your head's going to blow up. The uh, the Chinese and the Chinese uh, criminal gangs and uh, who are partners with the CCP, they're thinking through things five. They they're five moves ahead of you, American citizen Uh, and your government officials. These guys, they roll. They roll hard and they roll smart. Dave, real quickly, when do you think that you're just going to see the the no mass, the white flag go up and no more kidding around and no more joking uh, and no more pouring of taxpayer money into this fiasco? That is the electric vehicle.
1: Well, it's going to take some progress on elections. Um, as of two days ago, a little bit concerned about that. Um, not because of any real results, but no, that um, th- there could be. Uh, Toyota. Toyota hybrid technology is nifty as can be because it creates electricity from the rotation of the axle and the wheels. Self-creating electricity to put in a small battery in the vehicle to get to close to 60 miles per gallon, that's compelling technology. They know that. People, are, uh, by the way, the demand on those is through the roof. Uh, that, if sanity prevails, that's what will wind up happening. That's brilliant technology that works, and they also control the total supply chain on. They're, they're very committed to that, and it basically it even achieved Biden's most the recent uh, MPG miles per gallon standard. So, there, if, if anything can displace this EV insanity it's going to be an entirely china supplied food chain of the vehicle itself not not Elon Musk it's it's going to be um, and it should be from our ally who will also make these vehicles here making hybrids you know if anybody's really concerned about this uh, co2 thing that that's uh, that that that's uh, that technology exists it exists for 15 years now it's great
0: Dave Walsh, uh, how do people uh, get to you on all the social media? Your, your, all your hits on here are amazing. People want more.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Steve, on uh, Getter, at Dave Walsh Energy, and True Social, the same.
0: Thank you, Steve. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Uh, Hoft, I want you to uh, – we won't go into the details of the manhunt, right? They're, they're, they're hunting guys down like dogs, and they get got the biggest investigation on J6. It's an absolute affront to the American people, and particularly MAGA. Um, tell me what 70 Republican congressmen that were voted into office do the hard work of, of this audience and in, in the, in the small dollar donations and the working in the phone banks, the walking of precincts, the knocking on doors. What did 70 of our finest do last night, sir?
2: Well, Steve, as you know, there's been 1,100 Trump supporters who've had their homes raided or they've been arrested or they've gone to court or they've been stalked and uh, had their doors beat down by the FBI, one of those things, uh, since January 6th. And we know yesterday that they were voting in Congress, Steve, for the new FBI headquarters, the uh, 250 million plus headquarters. that's gonna be larger than the Pentagon. And we find that the vote carried because 70, House Republicans voted with Democrats to fund the new FBI headquarters, again, larger than the Pentagon. This was at the same time on Wednesday when the FBI, heavily armed FBI, was running through the woods in New Jersey chasing down this retired army sergeant uh, who retired last year because he was attending the January 6th protests and he picked up a bottle of uh, pepper spray and shot it towards the police. We don't know if anyone was injured. We don't know if anyone was hurt from his action, but now they're hunting him down like a dog. They started this yesterday, where of course they tipped off the local media. So they had their sky cams out when they raided his home. Uh, it's, It's despicable that these are the people who supposedly represent us when they're voting for more FBI agents to chase us through the woods all night long.
0: Hoff, you've been at this for for a while. You went through all the issues we went through in covering, you know, you Andrew, myself, Breitbart. Um, after Andrew passed away, uh, although he was a huge proponent of this coverage of uh, of the radical jihad's and the terrorist hits, I mean, you guys have done as great a job as anybody. You have the FBI, and you see this morning on the show, we kept we kept showing clips from the rallies of this these pro these radical was the social justice for Palestine crowd in worse. Uh, Really a a coming together back of uh, BLM and TFA in the worst elements that you've covered from the riots and, you know, from St. Louis to all the different individual cases that you followed. Uh, And yet the FBI brags about this is the largest manhunt they've ever had is for Trump supporters. And those cameras they've had up there is to intimidate the audience watching at home that, hey, that's going to be you one day. Right. We're after this guy now, but that's going to be you one day what is to be done then with the fbi and the department of justice what are you, what are your readers you you have a fairly robust and uh i would say spicy comment section on gateway pundit what's what's the what's the and you're also i think the largest site now uh with citizens free press what what are your readers telling you every day about the fbi and the doj vis-a-vis uh keeping us safe from the invasion on the southern border and keeping us safe from, obviously, all the sleeper cells that are here. And you can see these these protests and riots are getting out of control every day in the United States on the third Hamas war, vis-a-vis hunting down veterans and hardworking American citizens uh, in their ever-expanding J6 uh, dragnet roundup, sir.
2: Well, Steve, uh, our readers are outraged, as you uh, would guess. It's... Uh... It's, it's unbelievable what has happened to our country. I think Andrew Breitbart would be just shocked uh, to see this development. Um, and at the same time, just like you said, Steve, they're marching down uh, in Washington, D.C. They're defacing all the monuments there, uh, again, like they did during the Summer of Love protests. Uh, they're, they're vandalizing Jewish sinners, uh, beating up Jews. We just found out this morning outside of the uh, uh, Tolerance Museum in Los Angeles because the, uh, this, this Hollywood star uh, from, from Israel aired a documentary on 10-7, the, the attacks on Israel. Um, so this is a type of uh, true, true violence that's happening in our country, just like it happened in 2020 at, with all the riots, and yet we have the media, um, who really is an enemy media today, and we have the government now targeting Trump's supporters for one rally in 2021, uh, one protest where it went, uh, it got out of control. Um, there was no uh, shattering of statues inside the U.S. Uh, Capitol. There was no paintings that were damaged and tore off the wall. There was people walking through the Capitol. There was uh, people who were uh, fighting with police. Um, it was maybe a million dollars, they said, worth of damage, which is nothing to be proud of. But compare that to the up to $2 billion worth of damage in the Summer of Love, the largest insurance losses for, for these companies in the history uh, based on rioting. Um, and so it, we're seeing, Steve, I think a lot of people were saying it's a two-tiered system. I think what we're seeing now, this is just tyranny. When they're chasing uh, you know, a retired army sergeant through the woods in New Jersey and the police cams or the, the, the local news cams are shining down on them as they, as they break into a, a little shed in somebody's backyard looking for this man. Um, I, I, I think this is a whole new level of, uh, of uh, tyranny is what we're looking at.
0: I, I, this connects, I think, directly with, you had an amazing article up to date with one of your great writers breaking down the CNN polling over the weekend and an element people haven't focused on. Walk me through your piece, because I think it ties directly to this conversation we're having right now. Uh, walk right. me through what your, your piece was about on the CNN, on the CNN uh, poll, which quite frankly, nobody else picked up.
2: Well, thanks Steve. Yeah, so this was Michael Lachance at Gateway Pundit. He does uh, some nighttime reporting for us. He does a great job. Um, He reported on a local, on the latest CNN poll that was released on Tuesday, where uh, Trump now is ahead of Joe Biden with men of color. Think of that. So that would be Hispanics, that would be blacks, uh, men who are eligible to vote. Trump is now beating Joe Biden 49 to 46 percent. That's a shocking number, Steve. And um, just uh, there was a report out in September that Biden was down 17 points with black voters since 2021, since he came into office. So there's, there's obviously some panic going on in the Democrat Party right now with uh, their advisors when you see this sort of a flip-flop. Um, there was also, Steve, I'd like to add, uh, there was a, another poll that, took, that was released last week by the New York Times, and they have that black voters, 22% now, are, are supporting Trump. So that's also a huge number between black women and black men, it's up to 22%. So we're starting to see this um, repeatedly now. And one last poll that's very interesting, um, it's a Zogby poll, and it was on Arab Americans. And uh, you know they went strongly for Joe Biden in 2020, uh, 59%. Today, it's, it's down to 17% for Joe Biden. Um, it was not 35% before, uh, October 7th, the, the attacks in Israel, now it's down to 17% for Joe Biden. That's a huge loss. And um, so Trump is doing well with Arab Americans also. It's, it's uh, these, these uh, the, the minority groups are starting to see, uh, you know, the disaster that Joe Biden has created, uh, the purposeful destruction of America under Joe Biden, and they're starting to drift towards Trump. Even the even the the mainstream media can't stop it, Steve. At this point,
0: the, the men of color is is a breathtaking number. I, I want to repeat that forty nine percent to forty six percent support Trump. Do you have any? Do you surmise? Is there any one thing? Is it, is it the attacks on the nuclear family? Is it the attacks on their sons and daughters in school and this radical transgender ideology? Is the economy? Is the way they just feel they're coming after Trump? I mean, do you have any, because that is a jaw-dropping number. And I'm telling you, the 22%, is if those numbers hold, this is, you're talking 30. And look, we're going to have to work every day so hard to make this happen. And every day after we win to make sure that we make the changes that are necessary. But those are the types of ways that you get. When you see core constituencies start to collapse, these are the way that you get you know, you win. You win forty states. You win. You win forty-two or forty-three states in a massive landslide, and have the mandate you need to really make the changes the country the country requires.
2: Absolutely, Steve. And of course, we're going to have to do all the work involved with cleaning up the voter rolls and making sure that uh, they're they're not up to their old tricks uh, in the Democrat Party, like they were in twenty twenty, which we've been talking about for several years now. But um, I would say, Steve. That it's really the economy, uh, number one, and the open border might be uh, uh, upsetting to a lot of uh, blacks. We've seen a lot of inner-city uh, blacks in, in large uh, U.S. cities like New York and Chicago come out protesting all of the immigrants that they're, they're flooding into these cities. Um, and uh, so they see what's going on. And uh, everyone sees when they go buy gas or they go buy food how horrible the economy has been under Joe Biden. And uh, so I think that's probably having uh, an effect. And again, Steve, isn't it amazing because the media, they're, they're not, you know, cheerleaders for Donald Trump. We know that. They're not going to tell the, the, their viewers that, uh, that all of this is happening with the economy. People just know that this is, this is it, that, they, that the U.S. is in real trouble under Joe Biden and they're starting to swing Trump
0: joe uh jim you've got uh you've got one of the best sites out there it's show prep for the worm every day where do people go your social media where do they go to join you in your in your, your and you're the you're the intelligent one Your identical twin brothers the handsome one so what where do they go to get to the gateway pundit
2: thank you steve um it's uh thegatewaypundit.com that's the best way to find us that's how most people find us and then of course we're on the social media we're on getter we're on uh true social we're on telegram uh uh, we're back on x and uh we don't even bother with facebook much anymore even though we used to be a leader there but you know how that is so uh the best way is to go directly to our website thank you the gateway pun it's unbelievable
0: uh jim by the way i never thought about mama Hoft to raise jim and joe that must have been a handful uh Uh, brother Hoft, thank you so much appreciate it thank you steve we're gonna take a short commercial. We're gonna take a short commercial break. Uh, we're gonna to go to the Maine woods next. The long reach of the Chinese Communist Party. Yep, yep. Just don't think it's in Wall Street. Just don't think it's in Silicon Valley, as we report all the time. Just don't think it's in the halls of Congress. It's deep in the woods of Maine. Next in the war room. I know this is hard to believe, but we're up against another government shutdown later this month. And our wise leaders deal with it how they always do, with more spending. While lawmakers are high-fiving, your savings account continues to lose value. Because more spending weakens the dollar. Now end the cycle. Diversify into gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. And listen, when you open a gold IRA for every $10,000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Let me repeat that. For every $10,000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Just text Bannon to 989898 to ch- claim eligibility before Black Friday. Birch Gold can help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a gold IRA for no money out of pocket, and you still get the free gold bar. Don't let your savings become a victim of of the further devaluation of the dollar. Remember, the BRICS countries are focused 100% on de-dollarization. Text Bannon to 989898. Receive a free gold information kit and claim your eligibility before Black Friday to receive free gold bars on your qualified purchase. Do it today. Action, action, action. Question, who protects the troops who protect us? Well, we will. Imagine you're serving halfway around the world and you learn the title to your home. That legal document that proves it's actually yours has been forged and it's not in your name anymore. But we can't let that happen and we won't let it happen. Home title theft is a clear and present danger for all homeowners. And that's why I trust Home Title Lock. And now Home Title Lock is protecting those who protect us and giving back. For every subscription you purchase from Home Title Lock, they'll donate one year of free service to a military family in your name. Our troops deserve the peace of mind in knowing that while they protect us, Home Title Lock protects their most valuable asset. We all need to protect the title to our homes. I'll share updates, but for now, please join me. Protect your home's title at HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon and use promo code Bannon. And when you do, they'll protect the home of a service member in your name. That's HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon, code Bannon. HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon, code Bannon. Do this for the troops. Do it today. Use your agency. It can happen anywhere. Fires, hurricanes, tornadoes, mudslides. Regular cell phone service is fragile and can go down in an instant. Just ask the folks out in Maui. And when that happens, how will you contact your loved ones? That's why you absolutely need a satellite phone. Regular cell phones cover less than 8% of the Earth's surface. But with your sat phone, if you can see the sky, you can make a call. It's got 100% global coverage, ensuring you're always within reach. Your calls are secure and private. No one's eavesdropping. Even the U.S. military trusts these phones to communicate securely. Your text messages, encrypted. Only the intended recipient can read them. Everything you do with this phone is 100% private and 100% secure. Right now, War Room's trusted partner, Satellite Phone Store, is giving you a free and Marsat satellite phone with a 12-month plan if you go to sat123.com slash Bannon right now. That's sat123.com S-A-T, s a t slash Bannon right now. Be ready for anything, earthquake, wildfires, terrorism, anywhere on Earth with your new satellite phone today, as well as your free bonuses. Visit sat123.com slash Bannon and use code STEVE50 At checkout for free activation or dial 855-980-5830 to snag your free Amarsat satellite phone today. That's sat123.com slash Bannon code Steve50 or call 855-980-5830. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Uh, I want to, you know, we're pretty good at uh, walking through since we're the leader, the leading platform in the taking down of the Chinese Communist Party uh, and them being an existential threat to um, to the American people, to the uh, the United States of America, and particularly the Chinese people, Lao Beijing, who they've illegally ruled over for what I don't know, seventy, eighty years, seventy years. Um And you know, the history of, of, um, you know, I'm the first civilian in the history of the country to be fully sanctioned by the Chinese Communist Party happened at one minute after high noon on the 20th of January of 2021. Uh, Joe Biden, as soon as he was inaugurated, they put out a list of Matt Pottinger and Peter Navarro and Mike Pompeo and, of course, yours truly. Those three had been government officials. I had been a government official earlier, but I'd been a civilian for a couple of years, but I got fully sanctioned, which means no access to Hong Kong. You know, China, mainland China, no association with any Chinese companies, people, etc. And I wear that as a badge of honor because they understand that both in the many years run up uh, to working with President Trump and then in taking over the campaign, we did then get even more of a focus on the CCP, not just the southern border. But the Chinese Communist Party and what they had done with uh, the taking of jobs and, and really working with the oligarchs on Wall Street and Silicon Valley to take jobs away from the American people and take them to China, where they would control it. Um, and as you know from Sequoia Capital and all the investigations we do, and with Miles Guo to unearth you know the, all the money laundering that China does in this country, the CCP. The CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, is a criminal element. You can't look at them as a legitimate government, and they know they're not legitimate. One of the things they always have uh, concern about is the roots of legitimacy. And they understand that the communist-infested State Department in the late 1940s essentially turned over, turned over the Chinese Communist Party, turned over China to the Chinese Communist Party, and so we are always, ever watchful. In fact, two of the sponsors, Jace Medical, first, we were the first ones on the pandemic. We were on the pandemic months before other people. Why? Because of our contacts in China and understanding uh, what happened over Chinese New Year's in January of 2020. The very first thing we talked about, we got Rosemary Gibson up with that great book about how the Chinese Communist Party had taken the supply chains. You know, we just heard Dave Walsh talking about the supply chains on electric vehicles. They control the supply chains on, on pharmaceuticals, on generics, and, and, of course, active pharmaceutical ingredients. The guys at Jace Medical turned it into a business, understanding that you know what they had done with PPE and what they had done with medical could, could happen at any time because in unrestricted warfare, everything's in play. And you have to understand they are master strategic thinkers. They're evil to their core, but it doesn't mean they're not smart. And they're smart and they're tough. So go to jacemedical.com and check it out today. Make sure you're not uh, hindered by their control of the supply chains for your medicines, including 100% of active pharmaceutical ingredients. So everything that you've got in every medicine. So check it out. Also, Newsweek finally caught up with the war room. Cover story, uh, the Chinese Central Bank is setting records in, their, in 22 and now in 23 of buying of gold. What does that tell you? It tells you that they know something that you don't, okay? So maybe you should know it. And what you do is you go to birchgold.com now slash Bannon, and you've got all the, the, you know, the four-part series put out, which is totally free on the end of the dollar empire. And you need to understand that to understand politics and power in the modern world. Also, you need it to understand your own financial condition in the modern world. But go check that out. Go to birchgold.com. Sorry, to it, But ask Philip Patrick, Patrick and the team, why? Just a simple question. Why are the Chinese Central Bank, Chinese Central Bank and all the other BRICS nations that control all the other natural resources, why are they getting out of the dollar and buying gold? Just ask that question. Wait for the answer. Get a cup of coffee or an adult beverage. Go in a corner and just cogitate. Think about it. Okay? But that's not all of their reach. This is a criminal organization that is smart and they think like a criminal organization and they have two chemical warfare attacks going on. They have a one of the things that sits in the burr of the Chinese Communist Party is the opium war that the British Empire and the British East India Company pulled on them around the time they took over Hong Kong as a colony. They, that is that is festered for decades and decades and de- the 100 years of humiliation, they call it. They are doing a second opium war against the West, and particularly the United States. That's the chemical attack coming in through fentanyl. But another is, uh, is marijuana and what they're doing. I'm honored to have uh, Steve Robinson, editor-in-chief of the Maine Wire, that has an incredible investigative report out. Steve, take it from the top. Explain What in the hell are Chinese nationals, associated with the Chinese government, what are they doing in the woods of Maine? I mean, I, I, I have relatives in Maine, uh my my great grandfather uh fought for the with the main first Cavalry in the civil war his brother harrison jack both from portland uh died in the civil war on doggone's raid which the Maine first Cavalry gave volunteers for uh when i would go up there you go to the ella bean shop they give you an orange a book with the orange thing it says lost in the Maine woods and you read that book and you're so petrified you're like hey if i'm not if i'm not a local what am i doing up here What are Chinese nationals doing deep in the Maine woods today, sir? Uh,
3: Well, the short answer is that they're growing marijuana illegally and selling it uh, in Maine, in New York, and making an estimated $4 billion a year using the proceeds of that to finance other criminal activities, including narcotics trafficking, human trafficking, and funneling that money back to the Communist Party in China. And that's according to a leaked uh, Department of Homeland Security memo that was obtained by a, uh, Jenny Tarr from The Daily Caller, who's one of the best immigration reporters in the country, I think. Uh, but after her report came out, it said that there were 270 to 300 sites in Maine that were purchased by Chinese foreign nationals over the last three years. And those sites were being used to illegally grow marijuana. Uh, when I read that report, the first thing I thought was, Time to go find these sites. Uh, and so over the last eight weeks I've been combing uh, rural Maine looking for these locations and I've identified over a hundred of them. Uh, they're uh, properties where a middle-class American family could be living. Instead they've been purchased by Chinese foreign nationals uh, from New York or from Massachusetts who have gutted them and are using them to grow uh, and traffic marijuana illegally. Uh, it's uh, really flabbergasting. You, you see these places, in some instances, 3,000 3, square foot homes, 4,000 square foot homes, places that are big enough uh, to become a bed and breakfast. Uh, but instead of that, they've been gutted, the windows are all uh, blacked out, they've installed upgraded electrical capacity, uh, in some cases, four or five heat pumps, lights. Uh, they're really ruining the housing stock in Maine And you can smell these places a mile away, Uh, but the law enforcement in Maine and federal law enforcement have been aware of these sites for at least two years. The former sheriff told me that he met with an FBI agent talking about these sites two years ago. Uh, So in the same time that the FBI has been uh, tracking down anyone who prays outside an abortion clinic or somebody who gets angry at a school board meeting, uh, they're allowing Chinese organized crime to make billions of dollars a year and ruin our housing stock, flaunt our laws, not pay taxes. It's really astounding what's going on.
0: Hey, hang on. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. I just want to make sure I get this right. You have one of the most uh, beautiful States in the United States. Uh, A States that's given people like Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain, if it wasn't for, uh, the main men, uh, who knows we would even have any United States today if they hadn't held tough on the left flank at uh, Little Round Top on um, what, the 2nd of July, 1863, we don't even know if you had a country. You're talking about a, a state that's given patriots, that is one of the most beautiful places in the world with this deep virgin forest and a place without a lot of people. That 270 to 300 Farms or whatever been built, and they've taken the stock and they've blackened the windows and they've turned it into growing marijuana, of which they generate $4 billion a year in cash money, which they then funnel back to the CCP or reinvest that into other criminal activities, such as narcotics or the trafficking of, of people. And I assume some of that trafficking is sex trafficking of uh, of, of Chinese girls. And That people have known this for two years and and forget the federal authorities you're telling me the local authorities in maine have known this for a couple of years and nothing's been done about it
3: there's been one arrest uh, in penobscot county which is where bangor is it's north central maine Um, there was a a joint task force that the sheriff ran there that resulted in the arrest of uh, four chinese guys who were working at um, a massive, massive marijuana grow. They're facing felony charges. There's no news yet about what immigration charges that they might be facing. There hasn't really been a lot of information released about their ties to a broader criminal organization. But of the 270 to 300 sites, uh, four people have been arrested. Uh, I know about a site in Mem- um, Dex... Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Please go ahead.
0: I just want to put, uh, hang on if, if Memphis could do a split screen with. I want to put that map up. Do we have the map? I've got to see the pins. So go, go ahead and keep talking. See, we're going to put that map that look at that map right there. Is every dot on that map, am I to take it that is a different location of where they bought the property and have now turned it into a marijuana uh, farm? Yes,
3: every single one of those dots is a property in Maine that was purchased within the last three years by Chinese foreign nationals from either New York, uh, Massachusetts, and uh, a handful from California, but primarily Staten Island and Brooklyn. Uh, And they all show evidence of uh, uh, recent or active marijuana grows. And when I talk about uh, the the evidence that they show of being marijuana grows, uh, you can see significant upgrades in terms of their uh, electrical capacity. And so most, most homes in Maine need a, a uh, 200 amp service, maybe, that's pretty robust. Uh, but these places will have 300 amp or 400 amp very recently installed. And the reason they need that upgraded electris- electrical capacity is because they have to run lights in order to, you know, for the, for the plants to grow. Uh, but they also need to run heat pumps and because the heat from the lights needs to be evacuated because the ideal temperature for growing marijuana indoors is 75 to 80 degrees. The lights would make it too hot and would scorch their plants. So you'll see mobile homes in Maine. There's a mobile home in Skowhegan, for example. There's a picture of it in the story that we posted. It's a mobile home and it has four heat pumps on it. Uh, You know, a mobile home needs one heat pump. Like your most basic model of heat pump would be fine for a mobile home. This mobile home has four heat pumps. And it has 400 amp service, which is not even up to code. It's illegal to install 400 amp service on a mobile home. So you look at these properties and you can see the windows are blacked out with foil or sheetrock or they're hanging blankets there because they can't let any light in. Because if you have ambient light on a pot plant during a dark cycle, it turns into a a hermaphrodite or a male and it's less potent. So they black out all the windows, they upgrade the electrical capacity, and you talk with neighbors, and if it doesn't smell like pot when we visit it, The neighbors say, yeah, it smells like pot. And, you know, once every uh, month or so, a a big white van with New York license plates or Massachusetts license plates shows up. And universally, they've all gone to their local police department and said, hey, this is suspicious. I think you should investigate it. And the cops know where they are. The sheriffs know where all of these properties are within their counties or most of them. It's been on the FBI's radar and uh, Customs and Border Protection has been investigating it. And what I gather is that the original memo was leaked to the Daily Caller by someone from Customs and Border Protection because they know where these sites are and they've grown frustrated over the lack of any kind of enforcement action against them.
0: Is it because of, I mean, do you surmise that there can't, I mean, these are smart guys. Do You think they're, and they've done this on the location. Do you think they're funneling cash back to local authorities to look the other way?
3: It's possible. I mean, I, I've heard that and that's been suggested to me on a number of occasions, but I have no evidence to suggest that that's true. Uh, what I will say, though, okay, is that. But,
0: but ha- I got I got hang, hang on. But how else? Dude, look at the put the map. Memphis, can you put the map back up there? Maine ain't got that many people. Right. You got you got the you, they they yeah. got a book that's in orange when you walk into an Ella Bean that says Lost in the Maine Woods. And you open that book. I remember I read it the first time I went there. I think it was 14 or 15. I opened the book and it says, you know, if you go three feet, three yards off a trail and you turn around and you can't see the trail, you may become disoriented and that's the last anybody's ever going to see you. It just scare the. You're in the deep forest of Maine with. Look at those plots. Look at it. It's 300. How could it not poss- How could this possibly. Not be on the radar of the main Bureau of Investigations, of the main State Police, of the main Drug Enforcement. Leave the Feds out of it. This much activity from China, these guys are not like Canucks. They're not like guys that came down from Newfoundland, right? This this has got to be pretty obvious that there's hey, there's a lot of Chinese guys here, and they've turned into farmers. H- how could this possibly happen without an uproar of the community, but particularly the authorities just cracking down on this? If this has been a couple of kids at the University of Maine, right, that did this couple of things, they'd probably be cracking down on them. How has this not happened?
3: Well, I think one of, the re- one of the things that you see in the real estate records for these properties is that the buying really began uh, at the end of 2019, but really picked up in 2020. And, and it continues uh, to today. People, they're buying properties, you know, just last month. And the reason why it picked up is because that's when Maine fully legalized adult-use recreational marijuana. Uh, the state voted in 2016 to legalize it, but the state never got around to doing the regulatory things. It, it became totally legal in 2020. So the Chinese, having seen what they were able to do in Washington State, in Oklahoma, knew that this was coming, and they started buying up these properties. Uh, because adult-use rec- uh, marijuana is legalized in this state, it's become a lower priority for law enforcement. Across the board, uh, law enforcement says, we're looking at the fentanyl, um, you know, a marijuana grow, they don't know if it's within their jurisdiction, they're all kind of, it's a jurisdictional mess. The local guys don't even know if they have the authority to police marijuana grows anymore, and it's just not a priority for them. And the sheriffs know that there's some immigration offenses here, that there's uh, links to narcotics trafficking and human trafficking, but they're all sitting around waiting for the FBI to do something. Uh, the office of cannabis policy in the state regulates, uh, you know, legal grows. They told me that they have no authority to regulate purely illegal grows. <laughs> you know, it, it's a mess. Uh,
0: it's, it's unbelievable. Um, I want, you know, we have Sean, I, I just got a couple of minutes. So I want to get, cause we want to have you back on. Um, we have Sean McBridey all the time. You know, he's a father engaged father. It talks about the, the, the men in women's sports and, and, the, and, the, and the, how it's depressing women's sports in the local communities because they, they're having a tough time fighting against it. You see here in Maine, do we have a crisis of the working class and middle class I just think the institutions that heretofore have been there to assist the community in being more robust and more productive and, quite frankly, happier? Do we have a do we have an institutional crisis in Maine, particularly when you look at it from through the eyes of the working class?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, if you look at the uh, labor statistics for the state of Maine, our workforce participation rate is lower than it's been in 30 or 40 years. Uh, There's since the government lockdowns under government uh, Governor Janet Mills, there are, by my calculation, like 25, uh, 20,000, 25,000 people who have just dropped out of the workforce. They're just not working, uh, and the only solution that the um, Democrats who control all levers of the government, the only solution that they can come up with is to bring more asylum seekers here. Uh, so at the same time, you're seeing uh, more and more Mainers, uh, you know, residents, citizens dropping out of the workforce and really just becoming disillusioned with uh, modern American life. Uh, You're seeing 5,000, 10,000 asylum seekers from the Democratic Republic of Congo, from Angola, from Haiti, uh, walking across the border and getting uh, the the best benefits that uh, you can possibly hope for. Uh, Right now, a lot of the hotels in Maine are filled with asylum seekers. Our homeless shelters are filled with asylum seekers. If you go to Portland right now, uh, under the Casco Bridge, there's about 300 people. Uh, Most of them that I've talked with uh, are Mainers. Uh, They're living under the bridge in tents. Uh, because our social safety net has just been stretched to the breaking point uh, and rather than call for uh, different immigration policies, all we can think of is just to uh, have more come.
0: Uh, Steve, real quickly, give me a minute on uh, the, in, uh, the main uh, wire. What is it? Uh, how do people get to it? Uh, what, is, what is it going to show people?
3: Yeah, so you can go to TheMainWire.com. You can follow us on X at TheMainWire. We're an independent investigative outlet, part of the Maine Policy Institute. And what we're trying to do is do real investigative reporting. We're trying to show people of Maine uh, a little bit of the darkness that has crept into this state. I'm a native Mainer. Uh, I lived in Massachusetts for a little while, but I'm back here to do the very kind of investigative reporting that we were just talking about. Uh, we're going to fight the communists, whether they're Chinese or just woke liberals, uh, we're going to fight them and we're going to use journalism to do it. And, uh, everything that we do can be found at the
0: Brother, um, can't wait to uh, have you back on. Thank you very much. Amazing report. And give our, tell the people in Maine, we got their back. We're going to spend more time. It's not acceptable to have a great state like that collapse in the great working class people. It's a working class state.
3: Well, if you come back, I'll give you a Um, of role.
0: (laughs) <laughs> okay thanks HTL make sure you can't be taken off the ramparts you got to fight you can't be taken off the ramparts by having somebody take out a second mortgage on your home Do cyber, being a cyber criminal using artificial intelligence hometitlelock.com just go there today check it out all the information remember your, your title insurance doesn't protect you from this home title lock does so go check it out uh, today also um, Public SQ, we're trying to build an alternative economy built around patriots. PublicSQ.com, you go there. If you got a product and service, you can list it. If you're a consumer, you can go and check all this out. One of the most powerful tools built for the patriot economy. I'm going to be up on Getter all evening, and I will be back here tomorrow morning where I kick off our Veterans Day weekend coverage tomorrow at 10 a.m. here in the workroom. Debt. You go to bed thinking about it. You wake up thinking about it. Now, here's the truth. The system traps you in debt. High interest credit cards and loans make it nearly impossible to pay off your debt. And insane inflation keeps you stuck paycheck to paycheck. Done with debt is your lifeline. Done with debt has an ingenious new strategy to help erase your debt faster and easier than you thought possible. Done with debt analyzes all the debt options you qualify for. They know how to reduce bills. They know how to cut interest rates. Their skilled staff of negotiators know how to get debt out of your life permanently, without bankruptcy, and without additional loans. Done With Debt are the experts in brilliant strategies for eliminating debt, but you need to hurry because some debt solutions are time-sensitive. Now, here's how easy they make it. Go to donewithdebt.com. That's done to debt... Dot com DoneWithDebt.com. Go there today. Action, action, action. Stop the worrying. Take action. Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day. I wouldn't want to live without it. This is nutrition the way nature intended. I get way more energy. My skin looks better. It helps with my digestion. I just feel better and healthier overall. That's how I knew Field of Greens was working for me. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. And with flu season here, I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy, not some vaccine. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. I got you 15% off your first order And free rush shipping. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Do it today. Folks, let me tell you about Tea. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart.